the Apple Sox sweep away the Springfield Drifters this weekend as they wrap up the series with an 11-6 victory on Sunday afternoon at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. I'm Joel Norman after the Apple Sox 11-6 win. Let's recap how this one went. For the third straight game, Wenatchee got on board first thanks to a great bottom of the first inning. Today they scored three runs in the bottom of the first thanks to five base hits. They scored one run in the first inning on the doubleheaders game one yesterday. And then in the second inning, we're able to add on a, the bigger part. In the second game, we're able to add a seven-run first inning. But here today, a little bit in between there. Three runs on five hits with two outs in the inning after one run had come in on a double play ball after consecutive singles to open the inning. Brandon Ponce would deliver a two-out, two-RBI double to make it 3 to nothing Wenatchee. However, Springfield would bounce back. They got two runs on the top of the second and then took the lead in the fifth inning. Two runs came across for them on just one hit. They got their first hit of the ball game with two outs in the top of the fifth inning. But with that hit, they were able to take a 4-3 to three lead. Looks like the Apple Sox might be in a little bit of trouble. Not so fast. Their offense went to work. Five runs scored in the bottom of the fifth inning for Wenatchee as they did a great job to help get the team back into this one and retake the lead. In that bottom of the fifth inning, the big blow was a grand slam by C.J. Horn. And after that, a couple batters later, an RBI single from Joichiro Oyama helped give the Apple Sox a five-run frame and regain the lead. That made it, at the time, a 7-4 to four ball game. When Atchie had the lead, they would hang on to it the rest of the way. They tacked on two more in the sixth, one more in the seventh. Gave up two runs on a two-run homer in the eighth, but that would be all. An 11-6 to six triumph for the Apple Sox this afternoon. So a great series so far for Wenatchee, and they're going to well, great series in total, Baker Parties. They wrap it up. The Apple Sox sweep away the Springfield Drifters, and they will play again on Monday evening at 6.35 p.m. in a non-league game against the Northwest Star Academy. Felix Schlade had a good day to remember. Four innings, two runs allowed, one earned, four walks, but ten strikeouts and no hits allowed by the Apple Sox starting pitcher in his first game of the summer. We're going to hear from Schlade as well as C.J. Horn. The Apple Sox pick up an 11-6 win over the Springfield Drifters, and we're joined now by Apple Sox catcher C.J. Horn, starting behind the plate for the eighth time in the last nine days. Told us before the game, a little bit tired. Didn't look at today, though, C.J. A grand slam for you, your second home run in as many days. That came in the fifth inning, less than 24 hours, too. Two oh, home yeah. runs in that time. <laughs> Let's talk about that one. You hit that hard to center field, smacked off of the flagpole in dead center at 410. How good did that feel, sending that one out after what's been a really busy stretch for you? Oh, man, well, got in a good fastball count, and uh, I knew it was coming and tried to put my best swing on it. I, I was a little worried it wasn't going to fly out, and I saw Ponce tagging, and I'm like, oh, man, I can't, I can't pass this guy right now. So I waited, I waited before first, and uh, luckily it went over the fence, so I didn't have to bust out a double. The whole ballpark was watching, but by the time it had finally landed, it was a mammoth home run. It was just a matter of whether it was going to get out of the fence. Yep. Obviously, that's helped you out a few times as a catcher defensively, having this be a bigger ballpark. But you think about that, CJ. You've got two home runs at what is really a pitcher's ballpark. You've really got to get a hold of balls and him out here. Has, have those been the two longest balls you've hit this year, including batting practice? With Wood, for sure. For <laughs> sure, <laughs> without a doubt. You hadn't hit a home run since, I think it was a couple springs ago. You didn't have one last summer. Didn't have one this past spring, so that would have been last year in the spring. You last had a home run. How good has it felt rounding the bases a few times this weekend? Awesome, yeah. My trout's a, my trout's a little, uh, a little rusty, but uh, 
you know, she's working back in there. So. You've had time to think about it, though, now the last two days. For sure. The first time it was a little surprise, but uh, now now we're getting, getting into a groove. Now you're looking like you've been there before, right? For sure. That's for the sure. difference. Yes, sir. What did this mean to get this sweep here? You guys are coming off a great start to the homestand. Your head coach, Mitch Darlington, said earlier in the week, and that's that series against Port Angeles, good teams are happy with two or three. Great. Want to take all three. You didn't do it against Port Angeles. You did it here. How important was this for you guys? Oh, big time. Uh, losing that one against Port Angeles kind of hurt a little bit, especially being swept on the road first series. But being able to get the sweep now puts us in a good position. CJ, thanks for joining us. Enjoy your day off, your well-deserved one tomorrow. We better see you running as the uh, ball boy in between right, innings. You'll see me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see that tomorrow. Thank for you, sure. CJ. Appreciate it. That was CJ Horn, Apple Sox catcher, chatting after the Apple Sox pick up a 11-6 triumph. We're going to be joined now by today's starting pitcher, as Felix Schlade joins us. And Felix had a great outing, struck out four. I beg your pardon, struck out ten in four innings. He allowed two runs. One was earned on four walks. And Felix, you came into town and explained to everyone you had a funky start to your day before your first appearance in an Apple Sonics uniform. You had a bit of a holdup. Explain to fans. Oh, uh, yeah. I, uh, I left my house at like 7.30, but I didn't get here till like noon because I had a flat tire in uh, the middle of the woods. I was a little scared for a second. No no service. I was worried. How was far like, along I'm, were you at? Where were you at on the drive? Uh, I was probably about like an hour out. I was like, I might die out here. <laughs> this could be bad. Well, thankfully yeah. you didn't, of course. Yeah. <laughs> four, four great innings from you on the mound here. Once you did arrive, a little less time to prepare, but you got out there. It really the only blemish was for you with that second inning. Yeah. You had four walks in there, but you got out of the inning. You still struck out the side. What did you do to settle yourself down, not just to retire the side in that order with back-to-back punch-outs, but also to finish with back-to-back one, two, three innings in the third and fourth? Uh, yeah, I just had to get my rhythm down, you know, just get it. Get my yeah my rhythm locked in and uh, just compete I guess is what it was yeah first time for you facing collegiate hitters uh, ever because you're going to Central Arizona this fall just got out of high school what were some of the biggest differences you noticed between high school and college ball uh, for sure the I'm used to those high school high school strike zones so it was a little tighter than I'm I'm used to but that's that's really the only only difference what are some things you learned today you're going to take into your next start. Uh, that, like, my stuff plays, you know, I can mm-hmm. be confident in it and, you know, beat these these collegiate hitters, yeah. I guess. it certainly helps getting the 10 punch-outs on the day. You worked with C.J. Horn, a guy who's going into his senior year at Ball State. What did that mean, having some help with some experience behind the plate today? Uh, yeah, he, he's he's good at catching. Yeah, he's good back there. Got it done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Felix, thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you next time. Yep. That was Felix Schley joining us after he tossed four innings, struck out ten, gave up just two runs. One of them was earned. What a great homestand it's been for Wenatchee. They have taken five of six games so far. Chance to add to it tomorrow in non-league play at 635 in the finale of this first homestand of the summer. They'll take on the Northwest Star Academy again at 635. I'm Joel Norman, and we're joined by the associate head coach of the Wenatchee Apple Sox, Aaron Vaughn. Coach Vaughn, a nice victory for you guys. There were some ups and downs. It's kind of been the case with this team. They just like to make things a little bit dramatic, but you guys continue to just compete at the plate time in and time out. You had a 4-3 to three deficit going into the bottom of the fifth. Sure didn't seem to matter to your guys. What was the key to this really strong offensive surge in the middle of the game? Yeah, I mean, I think a huge key was, I mean, everyone hit. There were really, I don't know if anyone didn't have a hit this game. You know, we had 15 as a, as a crew overall. 
Um, and so when you when you're an opposing pitcher and you're facing a, a team that one through nine can truly hit, that's really tough to pitch to. That really is. Usually you kind of be able to relax once you get to those seven, eight, nine hitters. But that that was not always the case with us tonight, which was uh, a lot of fun. I mean, CJ going yard and he was towards that last half of the the lineup. So hitting one through nine, that's really important. Yeah, Horn got it done. The number seven hitter today. That grand slam you talked about in the five run fifth inning to give you guys a 7-4 lead. I thought that was kind of poetic since yesterday both games were 7-4 victories. Of course, this one ending 11-6 Apple Sox. Let's shift focus and talk about on the mound. Felix Schlade, a tough second inning. He fought back. You went out there and you talked with him a little bit in the middle of that. Four walks in the inning. You can understand the nerves. Rough start to the day for him just getting into town to begin with. He mm -hmm. talked about the flat tire he had, but he got here. Boy, did he deliver. There's a lot to like about him. I think it's just going to be the consistency going forward. What would you like about him today? What you talk with him about when you saw him on the mound on the second? Yeah, well, I mean, we, me and him connected a little bit because, I mean, I coach at the college here, and I actually have a kid from his high school playing here next year. So Very we cool. were connecting a little bit about that and just the success that he had in high school and in West Seattle did in general. Um, but with him, yeah, he is. He's raw. He's going to be really, really good. He's got a he, – I think especially as a young pitcher when you face these kind of hitters, it's you got to believe that your stuff still plays. And that doesn't usually click in that first couple innings, those first few batters. It, it's really hard to truly believe that when it's something new, it's something you haven't experienced before. Um, so that's just kind of what we talked about. I was like, hey, man, your stuff is good. You've got to let it play a little bit. you got to stop finessing it because uh, especially when you're in the mound, if you don't trust something, it's going to go poor real quick. Um, so once he got that, he got himself settled down. He, he figured himself out a little bit again. Again, he just let himself pitch, and that's – uh, sometimes hard for a lot of pitchers to do in those new situations, but once he figured that out, he was he was cruising. He and Ryan Mullen, who started game one yesterday, I think there's, there's so much to like about them, but it also, their performances were vindicative of their age. Mm -hmm. They're incoming freshmen. They can There can be a lot of hype and excitement about these kids, but they still have a lot to learn in a lot of ways. What have you taken from both of them the, for the last two days that you think is really going to help them succeed moving forward? Yeah, I think something really good about those kids, um, and again, doesn't always even happen with high school players when they come out when they've had a lot of success. Sometimes they got a, a little bit of a bigger head on their shoulder, think they kind of got the world on it. Um, but just talking with both of those kids, they, they both wanted to get better, which is really good to see. Uh, they didn't think, oh man, I'm good enough, I don't have to worry from here on out. But they, they wanted to talk about mechanics, some of the mentality stuff. And so I think those are the kind of guys, um, when you're given that natural ability and you actually want to continue to get better and you're willing to do stuff, those are the guys you can continue to see kind of grow on that chart and just get more and more projectable by the day. Aaron Vaughn joins us, the associate head coach of the Wenatchee Apple Sox after the Apple Sox 11-6 victory over the Springfield Drifters. Uh, Aaron, we talked about this lineup being top to bottom, uh, just really competing throughout the day. I think the nice thing coming up tomorrow, you have a non-league game. Guys can kind of breathe a little bit. Uh, you guys, the coaches, mm -hmm. can breathe a little bit. You can use some arms who maybe are looking to get some more work and haven't gotten some action. Well, in a lot of ways, there's still a lot to plan for with a non-league game because of that. But how nice is that to go into tomorrow realizing playing our best ball right now and we've got a day to kind of relax a little bit? Yeah, no, it's great, and it's it's really good for some of those guys who haven't gotten as many opportunities. Again, especially on the hitting side, a lot of guys have hit, so it's hard to pull someone out when they're hitting really well. And so to see some of those other guys be able to mix in, see some of the other guys mix on the mound that, you know, maybe their first outing wasn't their best, um, but we definitely still want to be able to see that. Uh, so it definitely makes the, the game management a little bit more relaxed. We'll be pretty scripted tomorrow, especially in the pitching staff, kind of knowing what's going to be happening almost every inning. 
Um, so definitely a little more relaxed, a little more preparation than some others, but you can you can take a little more of a backseat when that game gets going. But I mean, we said it at the end there. Anytime that that scoreboard's on, we gotta we gotta find a way to get a W. Absolutely. Connor Wilson's gonna get the start, correct tomorrow? Yes. Yep. Well, last year he actually pitched in relief for the Northwest Star Academy and beat the Apple Sox early in the year. So we're hoping he's not still getting some money on the side from <laughs> that. But we want to see him deliver tomorrow. That's fun. Yeah, so we're looking forward to that. Aaron, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again soon. It was a busy day for C.J. Horn in terms of media just before the chance with Felix Schlade and Aaron Vaughn. You heard his postgame comments a moment ago, and I also had a chance to catch up with him before the game. You might remember he also homered on Saturday back-to-back games in which he hit home runs for the Apple Sox. That one on Sunday, just another moment on that one, a big blast to center field. It's not too easy to get a ball out of Paul Thomas Senior Stadium, and Horn did that by hitting it to the deepest part of the ballpark, 410 feet, and that ball smacked off of the flagpole deep in center field. We actually had two home runs to center field. One, though, was by Springfield on Sunday, but both of them really impressive blasts. Before we listen to the chat that I had with Horn before Sunday's game, let's hear some of the highlights from Sunday's sweep-clinching victory. Schlade ready. The big righty's 0-2 offering. Swing and a miss for strike three. Back-to-back punch-outs to begin this top of the first inning. Goins, the right-hander, deals. Swung on, smacked in the air out toward right center field. This ball is traveling back, and it is going to be at the base of the wall. Extra bases for Ponce. In the score already is Arquette coming around and also scoring Orahudos. The first hit of the series for Brandon Ponce is a big one as he comes through with a two RBI double to score Arquette and Orahudos. It's three to nothing Apple Sox here in the first inning. Played comes set, looks at second. Big kick in the pitch, swing and a miss for strike three, his fifth punch out of the ball game. The three two pitch, swing and a miss for strike three. Kleckner reaches out trying to protect the plate and he swings and misses for the first out here in the third inning. Here's the one two. Schlade deals, swing and a miss, strike three, seventh punch out of the ball game. Payoff pitch coming, two down, the pitch. Swing and a miss, he strikes out the side. Three up, three down here in the fourth, and ten punch outs today for Felix Schlade. Ponce at first, Orahudo sent second, Sherrod at third. The 1-0, swing and a drive out to center field. This ball going back, continuing to carry, and it's off the flag Grand slam of the week for the Apple Sox. They match their total from last year. It's Horn, his second home run in as many days. Oh, what a big blast there for the Apple Sox. He bangs helmets with everyone at home plate, and the entire dugout is out to meet him, third base side. And this Sunday afternoon crowd making some noise for the Apple Sox. That ball just kept carrying clanked off of the flagpole in center. I don't think I've ever seen one hit it before. We've seen a few go around it, but a direct shot to the deepest part of the ballpark, and Horn puts the Apple Sox back ahead. It's 7-4 Wenatchee here in the fifth inning. The 1-0. Swung on, slap to left field. That's a base hit. Big turnaround third base. Fossil is coming home, and he will score. Base hit for Joe Ichiro as he drives in Fossil. Fifth run of the inning for the Apple Sox and the second RBI of the season for Oyama. Fossil's walk and stolen base pays off and he comes in to score 
Another run for the Apple Sox. It is eight to four Wenatchee. Misses on the first pitch to Michael Soper up for the fourth time today. Hammers the second one that he sees out to right field. Ponce is going back and he makes a great leaping grab along the wall, along the warning track. Brandon Ponce loses his cap, but not the baseball. What a play for the Apple Sox right fielder. He leads 11 to six, the pitch from Gibson. Swung on and popped up. Might be a tough play. Ponce loses his cap, but makes the grab. And how sweep it is. The Apple Sox sweep away the Springfield Drifters here this afternoon at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium as they pick up an 11-6 victory. The Apple Sox are wrapping up their three-game series against the Springfield Drifters this afternoon here at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. And we continue our pregame coverage ahead of the matinee to wrap things up. I'm Joel Norman, and we're joined by the catcher of the Apple Sox, C.J. Horn. C.J., so far this season, you've been behind the plate for seven of eight games. You've played in all eight games because the way your bat's been going. What's that been like for you trying to maintain some rest? It probably felt good to end up getting Friday's game off, but what are you doing to stay well-rested ahead of each game? Uh, you know, probably just eating a lot and getting at least eight hours of sleep every day and maybe drinking a gallon of water here and, here and there. So, <laughs> Friday, before the game was officially canceled, and even after that, we saw you doing a little bit of running. Was that just kind of doing some conditioning to stay ready for the next day since you didn't have a game that Friday? Yes, and I'm pretty slow too, so I need to get my sprints in, trying to get trying to get a little faster before I come to school next fall. Let's talk about that. You got a lot of time behind the plate this past spring. What's that like going into the summer, knowing you know, hey, right now I'm the number one guy as well. It's a long year for you in a lot of ways, but it's also got to be a nice thing because it gives you a little bit of confidence, realizing there's a lot of faith in me from my coaches at both different places at school and in the summer. Do you agree? Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, I really enjoy it. It's a, it's a little more laid back in the summer as well, too, so you can actually just feel feel free and play loose, so uh, having a lot of fun with that. You played a little bit of summer ball last year. We're chatting with C.J. Horn of today's Apple Sox game at 1.05 p.m., and C.J., you played last summer down in Texas. I imagine it was a little bit warmer there, but uh, what was that like? You were playing for the Amarillo Sod squad, a uh, little bit bigger town as well, but tell me what that experience was like for you. Uh, Amarillo was a dream, a huge ba uh, baseball town. We, we were pulling out two, 3,000 people every game, so it was, yeah. it was awesome. The weather, uh, it was hot. It would be 100 degrees back there, so behind the plate it wasn't as fun, but um, <laughs> had a great time overall. Yesterday you hit your first home run of the season. One on one the count, two down, five runs across for Wenatchee. Lied in at first after reaching on an error. Horn blisters this one out toward right center field. This ball is going back. It's got some carry, and it's over the fence for a home run. A two-run shot to right center field for C.J. Horn. An opposite field out toward right center, and boy, the timing of it was really cool because of an error right before that that scored two runs, and it was like you came up and you made sure that there was a mistake made and you were going to make make sure they made, they made them pay for another mistake. Right. Talk to me about that home run out the opposite way. So... Uh, I saw they made the error and I was kind of like, I was already ready to put my gear on and get ready out yeah. there and I was like, alright, well, time to make them pay. So, got myself a nice little fastball in the outer outer half of the plate and, and just went with it and did what I do. So. Absolutely. So you guys had a great first inning yesterday, seven runs in that bottom of the first, but nothing after that. What do you guys have to do to kind of contain, keep that offense going all game long? Just keep the energy up. I felt like we uh, got a little laid back after we got a seven-run lead, which that's kind of normal. You think you have it in the bag, but you got to play all nine. So, Absolutely. CJ, thanks for joining us. Best of luck today. Thank you. That does it for the latest edition of the Apple Sox podcast. Wenatchee has won five of the first six games on this homestand, and they wrap it up on Monday at 6.35 p.m. 
The Apple Sox are honoring the Chelan High School varsity baseball team before the game, after the Goats finished fourth in state this spring and won the Caribou Trail League. Former Goats Connor Wilson and Drake Bird will be battery mates on Monday with Wilson on the mound and Bird behind the plate. Hope you can make it to the game, but if not, you can listen to all of the action on kcsyfm.com. Thank you for tuning in today. This has been the Apple Sox Podcast.